Ulysses 2. Good morning, Ulysses. Dear one, you are always welcome. Today we will speak about why people fear the divine, why each of us is an island unto itself, why our world is full of angst over who will dominate and who will submit or give way to the other. It is not a question of leaders or followers, for we are all both of these. It is a moral question of who is designed to go first. whose mission it is to step forth ahead of the rest. When we step out into the new, it seems like a juncture, an abyss, a cavern, which cannot be bridged, when in fact it is a necessary step to get us a new foothold into the new, or never yet, as it were. When each of us has an inkling to try on a new hat or pair of boots for the first time, then he or she feels a divine impulse to alight on a new journey which until now has not been ventured on by anyone before. This is the mystery school. The fact that no one has done it before is a daunting image which shrouds our imaginings. We are, in fact, overtaken by a fear or dread of the unseen, the yet unknown. We feel as if there can be no end to this journey, so we recoil in doubt and put on our hat again and turn away. We choose not. We don't wait to see that which we do not know, that we are not yet schooled in. We actually don't like to admit that we don't know. In the beginning, we began as one. Our mind and heart and this place of being was not amenable to all in the same sense. There were some amongst us who were kind of dying to get out and run free. Like a flock of children, our geese, we were diverse. We do not all yearn for the same things, the same ratio of rest to activity. We all know that we wish to experience something, but we are not each one of us sure what that is. This is a blending process of wills, of tastes, or of adventures, and no two of us are really alike at all. We come with agendas and wills that guide us to the next distraction. We are on trains that we create so that we can travel the light fantastic in a new ship or motor car of our own making. It is thrilling, or it's okay, it's ours. When we start to realize that we are the one endowed with some gift or collection of proclivities, we dream that we are not really ready for this adventure. We immediately step onto the tracks and say to ourselves that this is not for me. This is not right. Where am I going? Who do I want? to see or be, and the whole process stands, and from a certain point to direct us forth into our own unknown, our own master plan without the keys. In the end or the beginning, for these are really neither, though it does feel this way, we are taken on a new ride of faith, a journey of parts or scenes, for there are many angles and swerves in the road before us. We swivel and turn and reach, and yet a new jump, new juncture, which looks fresh or old, depending on our openness of heart or mind. The light is within us and without, so no matter which way we turn, we see ourselves, and we see more of the other new. In time, we learn that we are not alone. We are not facing the cavern 
or abyss on our own. There are souls beside us, like a row of jumpers about to leap into the same pool. We are strivers and designers who cling to the rail for a moment and then take the not-so-glad leap of faith which it takes to venture into new paddies of grass. It is a green world before us, an amazing new pool with depths and colors that swirl in obeyance to our wishes if we want to realize that we hold the magic wand ourselves. We are the child before the mountain, the serpent before the hole, which can and will go down and down into the depths of the souls and the hearts which we have known. We are the passengers also, and prisoners in the sense because so much does not need to be up to us. We are being taken on a ship and there's no need to steer it too vigorously. For we have a friend at the stern, near the tiller, and he or she, in our likeness, is keen to show us the way, or at least to accompany us and hold us in our wonders, wonders and wanderings. We are many, but we are first. This first place that we stand is ours to judge and manipulate and know. So where are we going to go? Who are we going to take with us? And which delight shall we carry along the way? There are not too many. There are just enough. The perfect amount of us to feast and fly at will until we want to come down again to our feet or faces and smile with delight or disgust at our folly. Good morning. This is Ulysses 1. Hello, dear one, we are here. We are always here for you and all. Today we will speak about duality, duality of mind and duality of character. At first, when we come into being, there is a split which tenders us aloof from our origin. Then we regain our balance, we reach for the other, the other of anything outside ourselves, when we are ready and in tune to the drive which makes us yearn for more. It is this strive which propels us forward into the light or darkness as we experience it. Then when our awareness lands on the other, there is a synthesis which blends us into the other in a, which, in a way which will be appealing to both. For now there are two from which to have a relating or a relationship. In time as we grow with the other, we realize that we are not alone. We are joined at the hip as it were. We radiate light onto the other so that we both can thrive in the light of different frequencies. When we are alone, or at first before we reach out, there is a void, a space, yes, an unknown sphere of influence or conjecture yet to take form or know itself. Then when we thrive in our knowing of ourselves and the other, a third energy is born, which is the blend between the two origins where a meeting takes place and a joining produces matter which cannot really be aptly described in human words, where things take place which were, until then, never realized or imagined, in fact, not. There must be an opportunity for synthesis between the parts so that the junction can grow into yet an unknown part, which is destined to carry forth. We are each, each of us, you see, a part of many. As parts, we, moved, we move or fly around 
in a whirl of magic dust, playing and interacting in ways the naked eye cannot pick up on. We are a stream, a river, a rock, also which meet and divide and reform to make the new. It is also exciting, dear one, and this is why we have you write down the importance of this juncture of opposing forces. Opposites do attract and meet and form the perfect. In the beginning, there is time in a sense because we go from one form to the next, and yet we do not know the instance of past and future. We are a fusion of tastes and preferences which do not really require history in order to fully experience the new, at least not at this point. Knowing the new is all that we are at first. It is the only food which fuels our soul's ride to the other side. Across the room, we shall say where the beloved stands and waits for us. In time, we know more. In time, meaning after. And in time, meaning with the added element of the perception of time. We can see and we can know, but we still do not have the power to forget that which has gone before. As we pick up the torch and run, run with it, we join an ever longer race or relay of many, many friends who stepped out into the unknown and hazarded to guess which way to go. Our friends, our comrades, which are close to our heart, dear one, are the forces which help propel us forward into new lands. Without the relationship, the synthesis, there would, there would be not a chain of events to give each moment its added meaning and flavor. When we are, when we originate, it is not yet time to see the other until we are ready. We must, we must know ourselves and the light which comes through us first. We see that which is before us, yet it is not yet part of us, not yet a dimension, a dimension which we own or manipulate at our will or conscious level. In time, there is a brotherhood or sisterhood which forms to carry us to a new place on the track or road. And where we stand or fall next will be discovered as an extension of us, the unknown so far. When we live with another in your form of time and place, it is a conundrum of sorts because there is so much displaced rage or aggression at who will come first, whose thoughts or agenda will triumph and create first. We stand alone and yet we stand together and often we fall alone or together. This is the great mystery of the parts and the whole. To know what it is to be or to love is an unfolding mystery that we never really know all the answers to. We step and take the other with us in an embrace or repulsion which can last for what seems eons in it and yet it is only a flash of time and space. The depth is felt like a raging sea because there is so much energy behind the joining, so much sea behind the known and the unknown in our worlds. We are one and yet we are many and this puzzles us and in a way fills us with dread and foreboding because we cannot, with our minds, contend with the full scope of all these dimensions and relationships. But the painter does not need all the paints in his palette to work on one canvas. He or she picks or chooses at leisure each, each time to see which color is most harmonious and which matches the beauty at hand. There is also a brush which suits the juncture, a thin or wide brush, brush which matches the depth or length of the expression. 
we can get lost in a specific world. And we are in a specific world that we are creating, or we can be lost into too much, more than we need. So we must come back to source, to the beginning, to the mother or father, we could say, so we can begin with a fresh naked slate again. It's too overwhelming to push ourselves to fathom the unknowable scope of all that is and all that will be. In essence, we must land somewhere, do something, be someone, so that we can give enough form to exist in peace and creativity.